Hey, Kingdom City Church family, what an honor it is to get to share with you from our south location. Come on, how many people are here in the room excited for this? So I want to welcome you north. I want to welcome you Plaza. All the men at Lansing Correctional Facility, we love you very, very much. And anyone who's watching online, we are filming what is temporarily, right now, just an empty space. But in the very near season, we'll be filled with construction crews and equipment just to make room for all that God wants to do in our new south location. Just so you know, on a timeline, church family, we're about two weeks away, a final work design and working around a few things that we desire to put into this space. And then we'll know exactly where we need to be and when we're going to get there when it comes to our resource and responsibility and God opportunity for us to make this God dream for us at a South location a reality. So we're declaring that this is a season of kingdom come, just like Jesus prayed. God, let your will be done as it is in heaven. Let it be done here on the earth. And we believe at Kingdom City Church, we're building people that bring heaven to earth. And so this is way bigger than a building. This is about salvations for all of our city. This is about bringing hope through a new house of hope. And this is really about building people from little kids and kingdom kids to parents and families and professionals so that they can be the kind of people that usher in more of a move of God in our city than we've ever seen before. Big shout out to the team that's in the room, uh, giving yours truly a little love and support. And here we are gathered together in one place, which is amazing because today's also Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate and we're reminded that we were once without the presence of God. He would show up in times and moments in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, upon Jesus's departure, the disciples obeyed Jesus. They stayed united. They prayed. And then in the upper room, in that place of unity and fervency, the Holy Spirit came. Yes. And he, when he showed up, everything forever changed. Amen. Insecurity was gone. Now there's a spirit of boldness and passion. Peter stands up and declares in front of a mass of people uh, the plan of salvation for all of humanity, and a revival breaks out. And so today we celebrate the receiving of the Holy Spirit that makes us bold to make more disciples in all the earth. So in the same spirit, I'm praying, God, unite us in this season of kingdom come. Let us get over ourselves and onto your plan so that we can be the kind of people empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring change to the world around us. So we're going to jump back into the Bible now. For the past two weekends, we've been in telling the story and remembering of the Hebrews crossing over out of the wilderness four decades of wandering before they finally stepped foot into the promise land. And we're going to go back to the end of that crossing over story that we covered a few weeks ago. And we'll be in Joshua chapter four. If you've got your Bibles, pull them out. If not, it will show up on the screen for you. Let me read this here. Joshua chapter four, starting in verse eight. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribe of Israelites. So one for each tribe. And as the Lord had told Joshua, they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. And then Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they're there to this day. Now the priests who carried the Ark remained standing in the middle of Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded, commanded Joshua was done by the people, just as Moses had directed Joshua. And then the people hurried over. And as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priests came to the other side while the people watched. 
We know the story. The priests are there in the middle. They're the ones that go first. I told us this two weeks ago that we now are a royal priesthood, a holy nation called by God, set apart to be his witnesses to the world, to be the middlemen and women between God and a hurting humanity. So we as carriers of the Holy Spirit, we go first. We're the people that step into the unknown, live by faith. Uh, we live with this Holy Spirit courage and boldness to go into the middle of a messy situation, trusting God for miracles. So as the whole nation hurried over, God has Joshua with some unique instructions to pull some of the stones out of the middle of the Jordan and take them with them, bring them to the other side. I want to speak today from this kind of catchy little thought of don't skip the stones. That as God took them from one season, from outsiders to insiders, he said, slow down for a moment, grab a hold of the stones. And sometimes we can just be so busy trying to get to the next thing that we feel like God has for us. Graduate from a season of frustration or out of a difficult situation and we forget to bring these memorial moments with us of how good God has been. I think in every God transition, when we get to the, the end of something, every season of transition, we're so focused on just getting to that location that sometimes we miss the education of the process. Sometimes we just so bad want to receive the it, the, the promotion, the relationship, the opportunity, the, maybe it's freedom from something that's been holding you back. But we, we so want to get to it that we forgot where we land or how we got here. Recently, several people in our church and all over our city graduated. Nowadays, they celebrate every graduation. Graduated college, high school, eighth grade graduation. <laughs> Kindergarten's cute, so I'll let them have that one. But eighth grade, you're not even close to done when you're in eighth grade. But you celebrate a graduation and you got that little awkward hat on. You know, that square hat. It looks like a fabric-covered personal pizza box, right? <laughs> And then you got this, like, is that really the hat of an educated person? Like you work so hard to get your degree and they make you wear that. And then you throw the tassel from one side to the other. It's a symbolism of crossing over from working on your degree to receiving your degree. But we know like when that tassel goes and maybe you throw that awkward square hat in the air, you didn't become a better problem solver just in that moment. You didn't get your education just because the tassel went from one side to the other. It was in the process that you learned the things you hopefully got a hold of in your heart and in your head that make you employable, that make you the kind of professional, the kind of person you're supposed to be as you enter into the next season. Sad reality for many of us is we can get to the end destination of a season and not get to the end goal of the significant thing God wanted to teach us. We just so want to graduate that we don't like take with us all that we learned about God in the process. Because you can get to the end, but not get to the end goal of what God desires for you. So my question for you is no matter what you're facing, maybe you're right in the middle of a Jordan River kind of situation or scenario right now, or maybe you just came through one. What did you learn in the process? Not just to be relieved that you got, relieved that you got through, but what did God teach you as you were making your way through? Because whatever we're facing or crossing, to get to the end goal is not God's end goal for us. Just to get to the other side is not God, all that God wants to show us. 
the end goal of every endeavor of our life in good seasons and in difficult seasons is to trust God more, to look more like Jesus, to be more the kind of person that he's developing, the kind of person that can bring heaven to earth, not just getting somewhere for ourselves, but allowing God to teach and train what he's been wanting to educate us with on the inside. Because you can get through it, whatever your it might be, but did the lesson get in you? Did the thing God wanted to teach you become a reality in your heart? Yeah. For example, you can go on a crash diet and you can, you can lose a lot of weight real quick. But if you don't change your habits, you sacrifice for a moment, but you miss the education. You, you, you had a, a moment uh, of temporary change, but that's not lasting transformation. And let me tell you, if you didn't change your habits, them pounds is coming back real quick. <laughs> and they're bringing some of their friends with you you reach your destination, but you did not learn. You did not learn the lesson. So whatever the destination you're trying to get to right now, I can promise you this, it is not the end of the road for you. It's not all God is wanting to show you. It's just another step in victory from faith to faith, from strength to strength, and from glory for glory that God is trying to take you. It's just a checkpoint that God, you might think it's the promise, and I promise you it's not. It's another bit of you receiving the promises of God as you become the kind of person that he can even do exceedingly abundantly above more through that you can hope, dream, or imagine. It's like when we give, like you can make a transfer from your resource into God's hands. But if you didn't do it with your heart, the Bible says if you didn't do it cheerfully, in other words, if you weren't passionate about it, you, you might've made the transaction, but you missed the meaning. And therefore you're gonna bail on the breakthrough because the transfer is not just that it goes from your account into God's hands is that you go from a self-reliant person to a God-reliant person. From you being the source of your own supply to God being your strength and supply. In verse 10, it says the people hurried over, which you can't blame them. Like, like 40 years you've been waiting to get there. Now you just got a little quarter of a mile left. I mean, how many know you would be hustling to get over? I like to personally think I'd be so proud of God and what he's done that I would slow roll through that thing. <laughs> I, I like to personally think I would just enjoy that walk and be like, oh my God, look at where we came from and where we're going. I think I would shout some like some um, trash talk at Jericho. I'd be like, we're coming for you, Jericho. You can't hide. But the truth is like after waiting for, four gen or for a generation for 40 years, you, we all probably would have hustled through. Yeah. So God says, no, 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 I need you to, I need you to slow down. Yeah. I want you to remember this because there's coming a day when you're going to forget wow. what I brought you through. Right. There's coming a day that your kids won't know the sacrifices that you made, yeah. that what you walked through in the season of yesterday, yeah. they won't know that you were the first in your family to follow fully in the faith. They want to know that you prayed so hard and diligently for, for healing in your heart from an old wound or you, you really worked on letting God renew your character so you could be the kind of husband or the kind of wife deserving of the kind of partner that you desired in life. Like that they won't know that. And so I want you to take something with you that carries a little weight and slow down for a moment so that you can be reminded and so the generations after you can know, hey, God brought me through something significant because we have a propensity of forgetting how good God has been in our yesterday. 
when we rush through just to try to get to the next checkpoint on our destiny list of what we want accomplished in our heart's desire, we tend to rush past how good God has been. And so Joshua tells them, I need you to go slow. Like if you have a kid, like talking to your kid, particularly I find this with my eight-year-old son, Graham, like I'm asking him something, I'm asking him to do something. And I can just realize he is 0% tuned in. <laughs> and I said, hey, are you listening to me? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm listening to you. And then I'll be like, what did I just say? He says, you asked if I was listening to you. <laughs> Partially correct, and he gets me. He's, <laughs> he's pretty sharp. But I wonder how many times like, hey, we are so just zoned out of what God's really wanted to say, yeah. what God's really wanted to show us. That God says, hey, I need you to slow down for a moment. I need you to pause because there's something greater that I want to teach you. That's right. so why Jesus, before he tells a story that could radically change someone's perspective of the kingdom of God, these parables, he says, anyone who has ears to hear, let him hear. Right. If you could just pause and really listen to what I'm really trying to say, you're going to get the education in this moment, not just get to the end destination of getting past this season. So God says, slow down and let's pick up some stones so that when we get to the other side, we can remember the God that, who was with us every step of the journey, even in the wilderness. And they brought these to their camp. So I want to encourage us, like let's not be in such a rush to get to the next thing, right. that we don't grab a hold of the God thing is trying to teach us right here and now. I got a lot of stories to tell about our church. There's a lot of miracle stories. I got to remind myself of them over time. I can be so focused on getting into this space in, in the near future that I forget every little space and season of God's grace and his timing has brought us to this place. I can even look over the team that's here and the church family that's in the room right now. I can see faces of what God did in your life and when he brought you into this community of faith, when you've added so much value and God maybe for some of you radically changed your life in this house. And if I just rush through to the next thing, if we all just try to rush through to what we're trying to get to next, we might not learn all the things he wants us to know right now. That will actually be more valuable than even getting to the end destination is the education that we learn about the goodness, the faithfulness, and the power of our God. That he truly is a promise keeper. So we don't skip the stones. Why? Because we don't want the miracle to go above the miracle maker. We want to know him more. We don't just celebrate the, the destination and forget the deliverer that brought us all the way through. We don't just celebrate the crossover for the, the Hebrew people and forget the Passover. Yeah. It's not about us just getting to a new place. It's that God saved us for us as believers from sickness and sin and shame and yeah. all the things that shackled us in the previous season. Yes, we might not be there yet. For maybe a few areas of life, we won't be there until eternity. Right. But in the meantime, there's something that we need to learn and remember about who God has been. And so don't just be trying so much to get to the promotion or the dream or the goal that we forget the one that makes it all possible. Because you can get to the promised land and forget the, the one who is the promise keeping God. So God says, carry a little weight and slow down while you're at it. Sometimes he says, slow down so you can grab a hold of what's, what's most important. Because I promise you this, if God has led you this far in the river, whatever that might look like in your life or this season, he's wanting to teach you something in the middle. And then he'll show you what it looks like to have real gratitude, awesome. have more faith so when he takes you through to the other side. 
don't skip the stones because it's a reminder that he's the God that did meet us in the middle. In the middle of the river where the ark was with the priests, as they were crossing there, they were halfway from the wilderness into the way maker where God wanted them to go, the promised land. And if you will, though, in the middle there is the place of greatest insecurity because it's right there. You've got to have God's power show up because if you're a little closer to the shore, you can make it or you can run back. But when you get to that middle ground, that's when you know you got real faith. And let me speak to anyone right here, right now, those that are watching. If you're in the middle of something right now, there's something God might want to slow down in this moment so that you can grab a hold of something that carries so much more weight than a stone. It's the weight of his glory. It's the weight of his goodness. It's the weight of his grace for you. Because if he brought you in the middle, it's in the middle where you need the miracle to happen all the more. It's where real growth happens in the middle ground. Because anyone can be excited when something starts and anyone can celebrate when something ends. But in the middle place is where, take, where faith really takes its form. Because if you wait to the end result to praise him, if you're only excited in the beginning of something, I tell you, that's a junior varsity faith. But I'm talking to real people of faith that can begin to celebrate the significance of what God is teaching them right in the middle of a difficult situation, season, storm, or in our case, a river we might be foraging across. God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 4 that when the whole nation crossed over to take these 12 stones, bring something from where you were, for something from where you needed me, something from where you found me or trusted in my power and bring it with you. In other words, it's what you maybe picked up in the middle, what you learned in the middle, you're going to learn from or remember for the rest of your life. Would it be great if God just delivered you in a moment? Yes, I love those moments. I love when I pray and something just happens. But what God loves for me and for you more than that is when I pray and I develop patience. I develop faith. I pray again. I praise even when I don't see results. I keep going even when the end goal doesn't seem any closer. It's what I learn in those middle places that I actually carry with me far after we get to what we thought was the finish line. Because there is no real finish line to our faith while we're still alive. Amen. He is still taking us into new places, but he wants us to learn something right here and now. So they dig out some stones from the middle of the river, from a difficult situation, from a place of total trust and God reliance. And they pick up something and carry with them that they very well could have died in that place. Maybe the dream could have died in that place. And they bring it over to the other side. The Bible says that Joshua like stacks those up, these memorial stones. And it goes on to say, and we'll look at it in a moment, but that was for something bigger than just for them to remember. Right. That was a reminder of God's faithfulness because guess what? As they stack up those stones that they crossed over on the Jordan River, they're looking at the stacked up stones of Jericho as well. Yeah. And they might need some faith that if God brought us here, he's going to take those stones down. As we stack these up, we remember how good he's been to us in this season. And we're going to go take more ground before what God's called us. We're going to go see more of kingdom come and God's will be done. But there's something about like getting out of your comfort zone and carrying something over to the other side that's bigger than you. Yeah. Have you ever played checkers with someone that never moves their back line? You know what I'm talking about? Like there's like, it's just not fun. They're never willing to risk. And so like you're, it just gets frustrating I, I, when you play with people that just play it safe. Some of you have never met God in the middle. Many of us, maybe in one area of our life, maybe it's our relational life, maybe it's in our, maybe it's in our sexuality, 
Maybe it's in our, our forgiveness life with someone. Maybe it's in our financial life of stewarding or trusting God. We've never been willing to meet God in the middle of something. There's always something that we hold back. And if you live your life by hedging the bets and holding back, you will never have anything to give God the credit for. Your life will just be the sum total of your own ability and your own uh, savviness and your own giftedness. So the stones come from the middle. That what could have been their drowning place becomes their place of remembrance and place of praise. I think for you, if you can think about some of the middle moments where God met you, where you used to have a season of absolute warfare with your spouse, and God met you in the middle of that. And you're not perfect and none of us are, but you're not in that place of strife and chaos like you used to be. Maybe when you were nearly bankrupt or the dream seemed like it was over and God met you in the middle of that struggle and he sought you through to the other side, you're still here. Maybe you lost all or almost lost it all, but you're not there anymore. So often we're just so focused on what's next that we've forgotten what God did back then. Do you remember when Jesus heals that man in the pool of Bethesda? There's a guy who's just trying to get in the water feel like everyone got in his way. He could never get to that place. Yeah. And Jesus is like, you don't need to get in the water. Living water has come to you. Yes. And Jesus says, no one's cutting you off. In other words, there's no one jumping in before you. You've met me and that's all you need. And then Jesus says, pick up your mat. Roll that thing up. Thing you've been lying on for your whole life as far as we know. And you take that with you from here on out. I love that because Jesus is saying, this is the thing that you used to hold to, just to lay on, that used to keep you in place, but it no longer holds you, you hold it. It, it, it. You used to be on it, but now you're over it. And now you carry it with you. So everyone remembers, you're that guy that used to lay on that map, but now you're walking forward into your future. Something maybe you keep tripping over in your own life. Maybe it's an insecurity or shame. Maybe it's depression or disappointment. Maybe it's just a sin cycle you can't seem to catch over. But when you have a real Jesus encounter, he'll teach you how to get over it. But don't throw that thing away. Like we don't want that as a part of our life, but it carries a new place in our life now. Now it gives testimony of the grace of God. Now it shows the world that we used to be held back by something, maybe trapped in lust or shame and our insecurity, now we get to broadcast the goodness of our God because we're no longer on it anymore. It's no longer our little place. We don't occupy that place of being held back. We now own that thing because it's been paid for at the cross of Jesus Christ. So we carry it forward to glorify God because we're not who we used to be. We're walking to everything he's called us to become. So they bring these stones over. Joshua 4, Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each tribe. He says, go, go get a stone from the middle of the Jordan, right in front of the ark, Lord. Pick up one of the stones, carry it on your shoulders, he says. Twelve stones in all. And we'll use these stones to build a memorial. And here's why. Because in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Why is there a random pile of twelve stones out there? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. And these stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel for forever. Where do you need a reminder that you're not where you used to be anymore? Where do we need to set up a memorial to praise God so the, the next generation can see the provision, the power, the care, the concern, the strength, the steady hand of our God? Where can we shout the praises for another generation by making this rock monument 
that reminds us the same God that brought us here is the same God that toppled the walls of Jericho, the same God that helped us kick out every king in the promised land and own this place. Because mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, had to carry a little weight. We couldn't hurry over a season. We had to learn what God wanted to teach us in that moment. We didn't want to just get to the end destination for ourselves. We wanted the education of trusting God on a whole nother level. And now because these stones represent the goodness of God, let me tell you what this means for the future generation. That there's new rivers for you to cross. And there's new land for you. Some of you haven't been in our church very long. I tell you, we have been on a journey. And there's been some storm season. There's been some raging uh, waters. There's been some insecure seasons. There's been some struggle seasons. And yet here we are. And we're stronger than we've ever been. And we're now, the Bible talks about us as these living stones. Like being fit together to show the world the goodness of our God. Here we are. We're stronger than we used to be. But let me tell you, we could tell you some stories about God's provision all the way up to this moment. But what would be great for you is for you to learn what he's trying to teach you in this season. Don't just rush to the next season. Don't skip the stones. Grab a hold is wanting to teach you right now. So we can teach the next generation and the next generation. It's been in my heart that we're going to build a church that lasts 100 years yeah. at minimum. That we're making decisions right now that are going to affect our grandkids yeah. and our great grandkids and their friends that they grow up with in Kansas City, in this area, in this region. That we're not just thinking about a building. We're thinking about bringing more of heaven to earth. We're thinking about more kingdom come. We want to build this house of miracles for what God wants to do long after I'm the lead pastor. What will God, what will our imprint, what will our impression of our perseverance, our praise, our trust in him, our, our, our time of carrying a little weight in the river seasons and in the struggle seasons of life. Right. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 that you shall teach them. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk about them when you sit down in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lay down for bed and when you get up in the morning. One of the greatest things we can do to glorify God is pass it on to another generation. And to me, when it comes to the spirit and heart of our church, a generation is not about age, not about boomers to Gen Xers to millennials to Gen Z or whatever we're calling you. <laughs> it's about like, hey, this is our season now. This is our season of significance, of sacrifice, of surrender now. What does God want to teach us now? So that we can do something that doesn't just live into the future. We believe that what we do with the way that we love and the way that we serve and the way that we give and the way that we invite, there's moments of salvation and the moments where people get set free as something that lasts for all eternity. Yeah. It says that we're to train up a child, Proverbs 22, in the way he sh or she should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. That Hebrew word there, uh, it means, uh, the Hebrew word is kanak, which means to train, to dedicate, but also means to inaugurate. I love that. It's like to be inaugurated means you're now in a position that you weren't. You've been brought into a position that you weren't. Um, to inaugurate means for, for the generations, like you get to be brought into something that you didn't fight for, you didn't campaign for, you didn't have to pay for. You just get brought in. And so when we bring out the stories of yesterday of God's faithfulness, when we bring across these stones that we don't skip, that are memorials, of how God took care of us in the middle of the hardest seasons. Yeah. We're actually inaugurating another generation with these lessons of faith that will last long after our lives are over. And so that they can own and operate in offices and places that we help prepare the way. We know it's all by the grace of God. 
But God just chooses to work through people. And when we allow him to work through us and we give him all the praise and we set up memorials to his faithfulness, not our own giftedness, we begin to show the next generation, hey, you don't have to fight for this. You just get to own it. You just get to receive it so that you can go even farther and further even after we are gone. So we build from the memory of God's faithfulness these monuments that give him all the praise and all the glory. It's amazing, though, in this story, and I'm going to finish here. There isn't just 12 stones. If you read it through, there's actually not one set of 12 stones. There's two. There's ones that they bring in and leave. And there's ones that they take out and set up a memorial. In verse 9, it says it sets up these 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan. And it says, and they are still there to this day. I love that. Not only did we take something out to remember the place that we could have been taken out in, that God took care of us so that generations can know. We can be reminded ourselves how good God has been. But we took something from the wilderness and we laid it there where the river crosses. And it's still there to this day. To me, it speaks of a change in seasons. That we were once outsiders, now we're insiders. And everything from the 40 years of frustration in the wilderness is now planted at the bottom of the river. It's still there, but we can't see it anymore. Some of us need to just start praising God for the things that His grace has now covered, where we were once outsiders and now we're insiders. And in the same way, we need to carry something from the middle onto the other side to always stay in remembrance that God has always been with us, even in our most difficult days. Church, we're in a crossing over season. We're in a kingdom come. This is a house of miracles that we're building. Bigger than a church building. Bigger, bigger than North and Plaza. House of Hope here in the South. God's wanting to do something that is significant for all eternity. So let's not skip the stones. Let's learn what he's trying to teach us here and now. You might not feel like you're anywhere near the other side of the river that you've been crossing. I promise you, God meets you here in the middle. He'll teach you something that will transform your life long after this test is over. But maybe we need to drop some stuff off here in this middle ground. Forget some of the things we've been carrying from our previous season, whether it's shame or sin or struggle. Because it's amazing that some people want to talk about the 40 years more than they want to talk about the faithfulness of God been around someone that likes to talk more about what they've been through than the God that brought them through. Yeah. Let's always, let's, let, let's remember how far we've come, but let's always be the kind of people that praise about the God that met us in that middle place more than all the pain that we face. Because the truth is, if we can praise him for what he has done, even when you haven't seen him do it all, you've set your heart in the kind of place where God can truly do something of even greater significance. So let's not skip the stones. Let's remember, we were once a church of two people. Now we're a church that's touched thousands. Yeah. We were once a church in a movie theater. Right. Now we're a church in two and three. We once didn't have a house of hope. Yeah. Now we're ministering to our city like never yeah. before. Right. We were once way back there, but now we're right here now. Yeah. And what is God wanting to do yeah. in our life? Yeah. What do you need to grab a hold of right now, even before you get through what you're going through, right. just to learn what God's trying to teach you? Yeah. What do we need to drop right now right. Yeah. so that we can go on the other side? And realize when this season's over, who I used to be, what I used to carry, what used to hold on to me, it's no longer in my life. I've let it go. Yeah. Right where you're at, I'd love to pray for you. In fact, on the plaza up north, would you stand to your feet? Let's really pray together. Let's make this a spiritual moment, a holy moment. God, I thank you for this amazing church family. I thank you for every heart, every life, every story.
every salvation up to this moment. God, I thank you that we'd pause and just perceive what your Holy Spirit's trying to show us. That even though we might not be everywhere we've, we desire to be, we haven't maybe crossed over in some areas of our of destiny or calling, but we're meeting with you right here in the middle of it. And in this moment, you're gonna give us some weight, something to carry, something we're gonna learn from you and your character that's gonna strengthen us. That even after this trial or after the season is over, it's gonna have such significance because it's a memorial of your goodness. Maybe reveal another side of your character to us that we're gonna carry over to the other side. Lord, I think as we get to the other side of whatever we might be facing individually, as we get to what we're facing as a church entering into a new season, we thank you that we wouldn't just live in the promised place for ourselves, but we realize people are the promised land. And we live our lives as a memorial, as living stones that God once brought us through, something that should have wiped us out. And we celebrate your salvation, we celebrate your blessing, we celebrate your, your faithfulness in the seasons to come, and then we tell the story. So the next generation, I speak to kingdom kids, that they're growing up to change the world, to take this vision and mission even farther than we found it in this moment. And Lord, for anything we need to drop off in this season, I think, thank you by God, your grace and your goodness, we have the trust to leave it right here, to not carry with us into the place that you're calling us to next. God, help us not to just skip through this season, not skip the stones, but to slow down and to learn lessons that can last for a lifetime and have even eternal weight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Did you get anything from that? Come on, can we just take a moment to thank God for meeting us in the middle? Church, I love you very, very much. I'll be back with you next week.